This is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Matt. Hey, it's Chris Matt. Welcome you to episode 179 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing bi-weekly. Shut up. Mixcloud, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, and Spotify, as well as airing from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Nights, Central Standard Time on Monday nights on Overkill Radio. Uh, which let's go over a few things that are, are wrong about all of that first. Um, <laughs> this is a, this is our first episode in about a month. Uh, yeah. We took we took a brief break, so biweekly is is a little bit of a lie. Um, I think the last time that we posted an episode was actually at the very end of May. Yeah. Uh, so this is first first episode back uh, coming out on the fourth of July. The so, fourth, the fourth, the Um <laughs> So you know, make sure that you know you listen to the podcast while you're shooting off fireworks, blowing off your hands, eating a lot of hot dogs and burgers, and consuming plenty of of, of beverages. Um, uh, all of the information about where we can be found is still correct. Uh, it seems that according to our our notifications, uh, our, our insights, a lot of our stuff comes through um, Apple Music or iTunes. Um, so, uh, but the, auto, the other ones are available, especially Amazon Music and Audible being new ones. Um, That's cool. And of course, Spotify, which is usually the one I share it on. Um, mm. Also, speaking of sharing, um, Monday nights, uh, we are going to be sharing our time with. Um, with Pat and Reese, uh, who will be starting up the their end of the radio show starting next week. So nice. alternate, alternate weeks from the podcast will be Pat and Reese doing their radio show uh, from however they're going to do it. Um, but it's going to be good to have them back on the radio again. For sure, and, for sure. And so there we go on to Previously On, and with Previously On, um, I... I'm willing to bet that nothing from previously on has been done. No, honestly, I have to say that in the last like month that things have been just crazy with my schedule about like working extra hours. I have uh, a summer vacation with the boys. So I've been having them on and off for like weeks, long periods. And in all honesty, I have to say that I think uh, people talk about seasonal depression in the winter. I think I have summer seasonal depression because it is just so fucking miserable here in Texas that you can't really do anything. And it just, it has really just shut me down <laughs> like the last month. I am fucking just so done with everything. It's just miserable to do anything. I will say that it is hot. <laughs> yes. Like, that's, that's all I will say. Although I, I have... I have not ventured outside very much because my car tire is still flat and as of today is now sitting there with a donut because I bought the wrong tire. So, oh no. Oh no. So they had to reorder a tire. I saved some money, thankfully. 
Um, but they are working on that. Now, gotcha. moving along to uh, the next step of things, we usually talk about our new Discord members, and um, we have had a few, but uh, we haven't keep, kept track. So to our new Discord members that have stayed in the Discord um, and have you know probably not talked or anything because we have so many members and very few talk, um, we welcome you, and you know hopefully we will entice you with some sort of conversation. Eventually, yeah. Eventually, yes. Now, going on to the fact that tacking on to the fact that you said this has been a crazy month, we do not have much of a script written for today. So, like virtually nothing. Like I, even the stuff that we that I have written in the script was like a, from a month ago that it's like it's probably not even worth talking about at this yes. point. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so I this think very free-flowing episode. Yes, it will be. It will be a very free-flowing episode. Uh, we're going to make things up as we go. I'm going to run through Blabbermouth and, and, and comment on a few things, probably look at a few headlines and whatnot, so, and make a few jokes about what's been going on. So, yeah. um, so, so with that being said, old business, we do not have any old business. Um, but, we, but I do have new releases, though. Okay, but it's going on to new business, and with new business, we talk about new album releases, and that is where you come in. I have two, specifically. They both I, get, I know one of them already. You, you, you probably know both of them. It's, it's the, both of them came out last Friday um, at the end of uh, June, and number one, number one one for me, it was, it's a new co and Canberra record. Um, it is just, it is unreal how good that album is. It's fucking super catchy all the songs are incredibly well written they're um they're the tempo is great the vibe is really good they have a really great mix of styles going on right now because they have like there's their old school like emo style they have some metal going on they even have some kind of like pop shit going on where it's one of the tracks sound like a dance song mm-hmm. but it's still coheed and carry it's just it's such a good good record I've I've been listening to it almost. I've been alternating it between the other record I'm going to talk about in a minute. It's between the Coheed and Cambria record and the other record, just back and forth, back and forth, all day, every day for like the last week. And that's it's just been so good. I can't get enough of that new Coheed and Cambria record. The okay. other record, the other record that's in the uh, the other side of that alternating is the new Porcupine Tree record, Closure. Uh, slash continuation. It's their first record in many years, and man, is that a good record! It is fucking incredible. Um, it wow. <laughs> Steve Wilson and company have not missed a step. I am so looking forward to seeing them in September. I cannot fucking wait. Um, it is prog rock at its best. It's just it's just so fucking good. Um. Although there are there are some vocal performances on this album that are very reminiscent of some of the things that um, Aryan has done on Arian Records, so I'm kind of surprised that they haven't crossed paths just yet. You know, mm-hmm. of course, there's still plenty of time to do that, and it would be it'd probably be amazing if they were ever to cross paths, Steve Wilson and Aryan Anthony Lucasen. I think that'd be fucking a ridiculous collaboration. They may have already at this point, like just like had like like. I think maybe even for the the newest Star One or something, he may have had a part in it. But I don't interesting, know. yeah. But 
yeah, again, those two records just have been on repeat for the last week, alternating. Listen to one, listen to the other one. Listen to one, listen to the other one. Just back and forth like that for a week. Right on. Um, I don't actually have any any new releases, of course. Um, so we're going to go into um, our Instagram and then kind of uh, jump into things a little bit, uh, just kind of jumble around um, because I have been jumbling around personally. Um, now our Instagram. Now part of part of June was also we 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 as a whole kind of just took a stop for a little while. Um, yeah, yeah. So so there's there's a lot there's a lot to be a lot to be said that we missed um, in there because I'm looking at it our I'm looking at it now and um, have June eighth. Okay, so we had from from May twenty seventh to June eighth, we had nothing. Uh, on June eighth uh, is when you you picked, I think, walking across Jupiter. Mm, yes, I think uh, I was going through a little bit of an um, an asteroid and um, count thing again, as per usual, uh, where I. Um, like I would listen to one of their records and then things would go on to shuffle after that. Yeah. And if a random song just like kind of struck me, I would find that album and listen to it. So that's probably one of those, uh, one of those particular albums that came across. I listened to Jerry Cantrell, Boggy Depot, his first uh, solo album. Um, I forgot how much I really enjoyed that album, despite it being a far cry from Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I actually did a full Alice in Chains and Alice in Chains related um, marathon, um, starting you know with with you with facelift from Alice in Chains, going all the way to Rainier Fog. Then I listened to the three Jerry Cantrell solo albums. I listened to Mad Season, um, which is a side project that um, Lane Staley did in the mid '90s. Um, so I just kind of went on a kick and listened to all of it over again. Um, Crazy. And, and at that point, that's where I was, Jerry Cantrell. I, uh, I believe earlier in the uh, scheme of things, I had put um, I had put uh, Jar of Flies as one of my albums of the day because I was at that point. And Jar of Flies is such an incredible record um, for you know just 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 for the song uh, "Rotten Apple" alone, that, mm. that, that one just, I believe, owns like half their, more than half their catalog, if not like ninety percent of their catalog. Absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. I I love like the the version I have. I think is Jarflies and Sap together on one disc. Yeah, and the 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 two EPs together makes one fantastic record. So yeah. that. Yeah, I, I feel what you're saying there for sure. The the great thing about Sap um is really like the songs are good and everything, but like the guest vocalist they have, like the oh. one that they have Chris Cornell singing. Oh, oh one of my favorite songs. So, so fucking good. Yes, absolutely. Oh. So oh. yeah. 
Um, and I know they have, uh, I believe it's Ann, it's Ann Wilson from Heart on there. They have um, one, uh, who else, is somebody else who's on there. There's a, there's a guest in every single song, except for like the, the, the hidden song. Mm. So, but either way, let's let's move on to the next one. Uh, June ninth and tenth, um, I did uh, Carrie Asher's album because uh, that weekend was for uh, Herb Rockman's birthday weekend, his his birthday show, um, and she opened up the show, so I listened to her album again, um, and I think. I don't know what you would have had in all this. Uh, so there's, there's two in, of mine in here. So one of them is Kansu. Um, again, this is one of those bands that just I came across randomly when they went on shuffle after listening to like a, either a Count or a um, or Astronoid uh, record. And then the other one I listened to, which really was fucking amazing, was a band called Break My Fucking Sky. Um, that was a they're an instrumental prog band, and that was particularly good. Well, I mean, yeah, instrumental prog is your thing, so. Oh, that, that it's my comfort shit right now. Like, if I'm not, if I, if I have no idea where the day is going or what's going on, or if I'm just not feeling that great, that is my comfort shit. Speaking of comfort shit, and speaking of prog, the next album that you did for uh, it's either the eleventh, twelfth, or thirteenth of June was Dream Theater. Uh, covering uh, the number of the beast in 2002 live. Yes. So every week so far for a while, Dream Theater has been re- has been releasing like kind of like a from the vault kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I see the, the the album series is called uh, Lost and Not Forgotten. And this one is like you said, it's the the entire number of the beast album that Dream Theater performed live in 2002. You said, yeah. Yes. And, so good. They did such a great job. You know, James Abreu does a really good, really good job of like imitating Bruce's uh, higher range stuff from back from back then. Oh, just really, really good shit. Uh, I feel like I've heard it before, but long, long time ago. So you gave you gave me a bootleg copy of it on a burned CD like twenty years ago. Okay, so that's that. that there you go. That, that's how. That's it was this one. It was this one, and then they also did the same thing with Master of Puppets. I I I had a bootleg copy of the show that we saw in um uh we, the first time we saw Dream Theater. I don't know. I I don't know what happened to all my bootlegs. I think I gave them all to you. I think I probably still. I have a big book of CDs that is a good port. It's a good possibility that I have that. Yeah. So, um, but here's where Jar of Flies comes in. Uh right there in the in the in the list um but i also picked bruce dickinson and balls to picasso um because bruce dickinson was another one that i had a a listening party uh uh for um because i started off with so on my on my beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker um playlist i have a couple of bruce dickinson songs and i was listening to them and then i started listening to a whole album, then I went to another album, and then I kept going to another album, and so it just kind of happened that I listened to a good portion of the catalog. And Balls to Picasso, I feel like, is one that is a little forgotten. Um, 
I will say that the album from start to finish, like uh, it's it's a far cry from Iron Maiden, and it's a far cry from from what he comes to do on Accident of Birth, and even what he did on Tattooed Millionaire. Um, but it's it's kind of got it's got its own vibe in his in his discography, and I, I would say aside from the intro track, which is a bit overly long, that song that album is filled with nothing but really great tracks just really like thoroughly enjoyable rock metal songs yeah um it's it's you know this is the first album he did outside of iron maiden you know he was he was done with iron maiden he was completely out by this time this is this is him working on his own accord um and I think it worked out for him. Obviously, obviously it would work out for him further because, yeah, he went on to do Skunk Works and then Action and the Birth kicked everything back off again. So, for real. Um, but but his his solo career, yeah, I, 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 I I'm surprised we haven't done a ten word review for his solo career yet. So that is a very good point. Yes. So we need to do that sometime soon. Yes, but, very very good point. Yeah. Um, next up, okay. So here's a big one. Uh, you did. You definitely did casualties of cool on this one. Yeah, I, I had a little Devin Townsend kick, so I did casualties of cool, which is like his kind of like acoustic mellow uh, collaboration with I forget her name, but it's a female singer. Uh, very cool. And then of course another one of my comfort records and one of the best records of 2000, I believe 19, um, Empath. His fucking his last big fucking record and goddamn that record is amazing. Yep. Um, I listened to uh, Brental Floss bits of me. Brental Floss is a comedic YouTuber slash music maker who puts lyrics to uh, video games. Um, so like you know, old school video game music, he'll add lyrics to it, and they're they usually just kind of goofy and whatnot. Um, but a lot of the stuff you probably know, um, you know, like the Ducktales, one of the, one of the Ducktales songs, uh, the Contra theme, um, okay, okay, some of, the, some of the Mario Brothers themes and stuff like that. So, um, and then of course Marco Hito's solo album. I always go back to that like once a month. So yeah, I was I was thinking that had to be you for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I go back to that. I go back to that pretty often. So, um, next up, um, you did Coheed and Cambria four. Yeah, uh, just kind of leading up to to this is again another comfort record. You know, when I'm feeling that I need something familiar, this is another one. Uh, and it's also just kind of like a prep for the upcoming album that that you know I've listened to that I've been talking about. So. I listened to Sentenced Very Live, um, mm. which is their their final show, um, their 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 farewell show um, when they finished um, doing when they finished their career. They 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 just shut everything down. They said no more. We're done. And we mean it. They 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 finished off on the highest of notes with this show, this album, because this album is so fucking good. 
Um, not only is it good for the fact that they pick a great set of songs, um, although it relies heavily on the last two albums of their catalog, um, they also bring back their original singer to do a couple of old songs. Mm, uh, okay. And so they 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 switch for a moment to do that. Um, every song just sounds really goddamn good. Um, this and like I haven't. I haven't actually sat sat and listened to listened to it before. I've I've watched the, the the DVD a lot, but I haven't actually sat and listened to the CD before. And I listened to it start to finish, and it is just extremely good. Um, which again uh, started it off a couple of things actually. Um, Sentence kick. I started listening to the Funeral album, which is, um, in my opinion, their best album. Uh, they which is their last album. So they they go out on the highest of notes. Um, and um, I listened to uh, their album Down, which is the first one with uh, Bill. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, number two, which which comes into play in a little while, um, we've been talking about a band named either Stool or S-Tool a lot. Yes, 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 yes. Apparently, I didn't realize this, but it's the brand new band from the singer of Sentence. Oh shit! Yes, so I listened to it, and I was like, "Holy shit, this is great!" Why haven't I listened to this? Why did you tell me the cheese was so good? Yeah, exactly. And I was like, "Oh fuck, okay." So now I have to listen to this. So I went off and did that. And then, um, for those who aren't aware, uh, who haven't followed our social medias or our Facebook and everything. We started off, we started up a TikTok recently. And one of the things that I'm intending to do in the near future is a series of one minute reviews and listening to buried alive and then listening to, um, the funeral album got me started on writing ideas down because part of my problem was that I was like sitting there, like going through, I was having that that problem, like what what exactly do I want to review? Like I have so much, there is so much out there to review. What do I review? And while doing that, it just clicked, and I was like, I'm gonna review everything. <laughs> and so the idea was, it's like, okay, any album that I own that I listen to, write down notes. You can make a review out of that, okay? So it's like, okay, so now I have this plan of how to approach this this new project, and it started with these two sentenced albums. So, so that's that's how I uh, started off with my plan to uh, utilize our TikTok page. Um, aside from also showing off my Intercontinental Champion for Life belt, which is going to be the next thing I do. Nice. Yes, it is a lovely, lovely one. Um, I don't know if you had one this next day for June 21st, um, but this is where the S-Tool CD comes in. Um, Probably, I'm going to guess Pupil Slicer was uh, Bird and Tenhe was probably Sean. No, Tenhe was me, actually. That's another you? one. Yes, yeah, another one of the bands that came across probably because of the Cowan uh, record. 
Because I believe this is like a, a Russian in, um, instrumental band. Right on. That okay. Was yeah. Um, going into uh, things, going into the next thing for the 22nd and 23rd, uh, you did Coheed and Cambria again. Yes, this is the, the so this, the newest record that came out is called Vaxis 2, or, or Vaxis blah, 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 Act 2, I believe. Uh, the one I listened to was Act 1. Uh, remember, all the albums with the exception of one takes place in the, the Armory Wars saga written by, uh, by the singer. Um, from what I understand, though, is that the albums that are coming out now are more of a prequel series. There's supposed to be four albums, I believe, total for this part of the story, and we are on Act 2. Uh, so I went ahead and went back and listened to Act 1 prior to the uh, new album coming out. Okay. Oh, right on. Um, I didn't have one that that uh at that point. So let's see the next thing. Next one. Okay, next one. Uh, actually, uh, is when we restarted things. Uh, so because I had said that there's going to be no memes and no uh, albums of the day until July starts after a certain point. Um, so that's when you did the second uh, Coheed album, uh, Axis 2. Um, and what did I do? Oh, I did They Watch Us From the Moon, which was... Um, so I was... Uh, a lot of my Twitter... Um, my Twitter work, if you want to call it that, um, my Twitter exploration comes from like it says like you know who to follow and it comes up with a lot of bands and this is one of the bands that came up as, as a suggestion so i listened to them and they are a doom metal band with uh female vocals and i thought they were just awesome so um they haven't released anything full length the, the thing i put up there the moon doom uh is uh like a three track EP slash single, uh, well, you can call it a single, but it's long enough to be an EP because it's doom metal. Um, right, right, right. But it was really, really good. Um, ended up listening to it um, at home, and then like you know, I was at work that night, and I was like, I don't want to listen to what's being played on stage, so I'm going to listen to this. So, um, so I listened to that twice. Cool. Um, yep. It was a good time for me. Um, and then going into the second, um, neither of us had one for yesterday um, because I I spent a good portion of yesterday sleeping. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I uh, haven't had one for the third because I haven't. Like the only thing I've listened to thus far today, I'll make mention of it, is Dead Man's Prophecy, um, which was actually really good. They describe themselves as kind of like a mix between black, new, and I think maybe death metal. Interesting. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's it is pretty interesting. Uh, you can definitely see where the uh, the new metal idea comes into it. Um, but musically, it was really good. Um, I can't complain about it. So obviously, I gave him a follow on Twitter. It was cool. Um, 
So so props to them. Uh, but again, this is how I find a lot of the bands that we follow on Twitter. So, um, and yeah, uh, did you listen to? So outside of that, outside of all of this, outside of all of our albums of the day, what else have you been listening? To? Well, like like I said. Um... You know my normal podcast Monday situation. Like you know, uh, I've been listening to a lot of Doom Pod. Um, those are my guys over there. Seventy Millimeter, uh, the Austin Danger podcast, um, the Gom Jabbar podcast. You know, this is my normal podcast list pretty much. Uh, as far as music goes, um, really, it's been it's like before those those two albums came out. I would like I said, I would pick a comfort record, and I would let it go into shuffle after that. And just pick random shit. Like if a song, like I said, if a song struck me, I picked it. I picked that song. I found the album that I was on, and I would listen to that whole album. And that's eventually what led to like a lot of my albums of the day, uh, leading up to from the last month. Um, if I'm in the if I'm reading, I've been listening to. I found a really good uh, instrumental, like relaxation instrumental music uh, playlist on Spotify. That's a lot of like piano and acoustic guitar stuff. Um, all instrumental, like I said, is just very relaxing. It just kind of like puts you in the, in the right mind to read when you have a chance to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, uh, I think I think I spent like a weekend listening to the Stranger Things season four playlist because it's really good. Because um, Stranger Things season four came out, I think right at the last time we recorded the podcast, if I remember correctly, um, it was it ended the first volume of season four that weekend or something um and the second part of the season four came out uh this past friday and yeah it's been it's their playlist is pretty good right now they have a lot of good they've they're, a good portion of their butt is probably going towards their music department so um we can talk about it later when we talk about stuff that we've been watching so right on okay yeah. um what have i been listening to I listen, I've been listening to a lot of my, um, a lot of my, uh, listening to a, a lot of my, my mix, my Spotify playlist, the Beat Motherfucker with Another Motherfucker playlist. Um, I've been listening to, um, the album, uh, Too Mean to Die, my Accept. Mm-hmm. Um, that album was originally supposed to be uh, reviewed by myself and Pat. Um, I started writing it, and I asked if he wanted to be a part of it. Uh, we never went anywhere, but I still have my part of it. Uh, so that may become something that in the future, but I've been listening to it. Um, and it's accept. It's good accept. So, um, But I listened to Archer Colon of the Week at some point. Uh, which was, which you know, still a great record. Um, I, I I loved catching them live the two times I've seen them. So, um, Blaze Bailey's uh, second album in the Infinite Entanglement uh, um, trio, Endure uh, and Survive. I listened to that. Such a great, uh, such a great record from Blaze Bailey. It's funny, I was listening to my iPod and Shuffle, and the song Virus came on from from Iron Maiden. It's it's uh, it's a one-off track that they released for Best of the Beast. And the the extent to which Blaze Bailey's voice has 
evolved is actually like amazing. Like you, li- you listen to those old, old, old Iron Maiden records, you can you can even hear obviously it's plays Bailey, but you listen to him now and it's like he has so much more power behind his voice now that it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, like he just he just kills it. So he he yeah. I, I can't I can't say I can't speak highly enough about Blaze Bailey. So um, I always have a lot of go to when I'm when I'm feeling in a particular mode. So um, I go to Johnny Cash. Um, so American Four, Five, and Six. Uh, some of my favorites from from Johnny Cash. Uh, listen to those. Um, I was listening to some System of a Down, Mesmerize, and Hypnotize. Um, Still very much longing for a day when they release an album, but they're never going to do it. So, mm. um, but yeah, uh, aside from that, I can't think of much else besides like radio and, and whatnot, which I, um, I was at a show recently and the band was a basically a 90s uh, slash. 2000s early 2000s cover band so the radio like between between sets the radio's playing um the the, the whatever's whatever it is spotify or something something's playing a playlist of like 90s tracks and then these guys basically come on stage and play <laughs> those damn songs oh no <laughs> and that like sucks. Yeah, and it's like, okay, it, it, that's good and all, but I mean, like, you, you really got to change out the playlist on the radio if you're gonna if you're gonna do that. Like, bad bad news bears, right? So, um, but their yeah, but their performance was good. Like, I'll give them that for for sure. Um, but yeah, um, that's really all I've got uh, for for that segment right there. Um, so I think that leads us into commercial break number one. Commercial. <clears throat> all right, we're back. So this is the part where we would start all of our news, you know, starting with obituaries, general news, so on and so forth, puzzles, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um... As we said, we are not prepared for this episode, so we're just going to kind of run through some bits of news um, and see if there's anything that in the past two to four weeks that has been of any interest. And first things first is Aaron Lewis stating that he will run his fucking mouth until the day he dies. I hope that is soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. By, by the way, I, I wanted to tweet something earlier because Kid Rock is apparently trending, and I was like, I only want to see Kid Rock tr- trending when when he's dead and people are saying good riddance. So those two guys are just too much. But I do have two bits of things that that have stuck with me over the last couple of weeks. Uh, one is the stadium tour featuring Motley Crue and Def Leppard has officially begun. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, and this is worth a laugh only because uh, I think in the first like three or four shows, Tommy League was only able to play three songs before he had to leave the stage because prior to the tour starting, like the day before, he had broken like three or four ribs. Yeah, yeah, so, I, I heard about that, and obviously I've heard about about 
problems with Vince Neal. So. Oh well, I mean that's a given at this point. I mean, yeah. at this point, it's almost as it's almost as sad as dragging Ozzy out there at this point. You know, <laughs> like the thing no, is like, no. If you drag Ozzy out in his current state, that's really sad. Oh man, like I know recent, like he just recently had a big major surgery that could be like life altering if it went wrong. Um, but so far, it seems that he has been he's he's. It's been successful. He's been he's home. He's recovering. Yada yada yada. Um, but in all honesty, and I think we've we've mentioned this probably since we started this podcast six years ago, that Ozzy should not be on the road. Continue to release albums. He has one coming out in September, I believe. I think it's called Patient Nine, uh, Patient Number Nine, or whatever the fuck it is. Which is actually keep a on, good song. Do keep on doing that. Keep <laughs> on doing that. Don't leave the house ever again. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Speaking of that um, stadium tour, uh, real quick, um, the next thing that comes up in the list of uh, headlines is Poison plays an abbreviated set in Jacksonville after Brent Michaels' hospitalization. So this whole tour is falling apart. For real, for real. The only the only thing holding it together is Def Leppard. Okay. All right, but before the other thing that I, I, I that kind of stuck with me over the last two weeks uh, or last few weeks is um, Judas Priest announced yeah. an, another leg of, of touring here in North America. They are playing not one but two nights here in San Antonio in November the twenty second and twenty third uh, at the new Techport Center uh, on the southwest side of town. I'd go see that because it's it's them with Queensryche, and I, I'd be pretty oh, yeah. all about that. That is correct. It's like a Tuesday and a Wednesday, so that's a little rough on me, but, you know, because I follow the school night school night philosophy. Yeah. I don't. So. <laughs> I know you don't. I, I know you don't, but I am a strict follower of the school night philosophy, so. Although, although by that time, I might have to be because uh, we're kind of shifting gears in a few weeks um, because, uh, oh, well, I'll just make this un, un, non-metal related announcement. I finally got my full license for uh, LPC. So, so I may end up at a, you know, a legit job someday soon. So making the monies. Um, making the monies. So, um, speaking, still speaking of this stadium tour, um, Motley Crue's Nikki Six celebrates 21 years of sobriety. His sobriety is old enough to drink now. Well, yeah, I mean. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, good for him. That's fucking wonderful. Yeah, oh, I mean, at least, you know, for, for a guy who's, who's, who's died twice. Yeah, so. for real, for real. So yeah, we don't need a few more, a few more of that. Um, let's see. Apparently, Steven Tyler is doing amazingly well after his latest rehab stint. I would hope so, because if you're not doing well, you should stay the fuck in. And in other Aerosmith news, I saw that drummer Joey Kramer's wife had recently passed away. Dead, uh, unfortunately, dead at fifty-five. Yeah. There's your obituary. So. Yeah, so that that would like if she had any health issues, that would probably explain why Joey Kramer might be might have been sitting out some of uh, Aerosmith's shows. 
yeah. on top of the ongoing, uh, or at least the, the previous legal battles he had with the band. So, so. Um, so, okay, so it looks like the whole Brett Michaels thing has been a ongoing thing for a little bit, so we'll just kind of keep looking at, at some of that um, as I go further back into the into the news here. Well, I know uh, he's a diabetic, so I don't know if, like, if that has anything to do with what his issues are. Yeah. The next Killswitching album will be beaming with positivity and hope, says Jesse Leach. Because like it doesn't have Howard Jones on it. I was gonna say because because he sings about like hopelessness and despair. No, all of his music, all Jesse Leach has ever sung with and Killswitch Engage has been fucking positivity. I fucking love. I think that's why I like him better as the frontman of Killswitch Engage than than Howard Jones. I I, I haven't listened to enough Killswitch to to really to really say. Um... So I, I, I'm sure I'll end up agreeing with that, but yeah. Um, yeah. I just have to say that I feel I feel better listening to Jesse Leach kill switch engage than I feel listening to Howard Jones kill switch engage. Oh, maybe that's the next band I'll start listening to some more of. Um, this one is interesting because I'm just imagining a person like buried in old tapes, VHS tapes, and like um, spool reel-to-reel things. Frank Zappa's recordings, song catalog, and film archive acquired by Universal Music Group. Can you imagine how much random shit that is? Well, the thing is, like, is it is it just the stuff that he's actually, like, like recorded and published, or is it, like, the, like it... Is it his fucking vault? Is the question. The things he's recorded and published are like, it's also pretty true. daunting. That's also true too. Yes, you're absolutely right. But I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure, that there's probably a billion times much stuff that he did not release. And and you know that's I know that every I know I'm pretty sure that that the Zappa. Uh, Zappa family, the Zappa uh, the record label has been releasing a a different live album for Frank Zappa every Halloween for like the last few years. So every year there's a new live album to listen to. That's cool. So, uh, D. Snyder and Z2 Comics honor his fight against censorship and the PMRC in the original graphic novel. He's not gonna take it. Okay. <laughs> that that would probably be interesting to see, um, especially considering the fact that the song has been so I I, I want to say misappropriated lately. Co-opted so, by the right yeah. wing. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Wow, Queensryche's Todd Latore says he got death threats from quote-unquote wackos who objected to him fronting the band. Really? 
which is okay. kind of ridiculous. I mean, like, I mean, I'm I'm willing to bet a lot of those were signed totally not Jeff Tate. <laughs> <laughs> totally not Jeff Tate. But I mean, Jeff Tate's been killing it on his own for a while now. So I mean, I don't think he's I don't think he's that broken up about it. You know, he's got the rights to the, to Operation Mindcrime, which is, a, I guess, his baby. So, I, I mean, he's been living off of that for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how we saw him. I mean, and that was fucking wonderful. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Megadeth Dave Mustaine says it was time to move on from... Dave, Dave Ellison, totally not about the allegations that were going on at the time. It was just time to move on. It's just the straw on the camel's back. Guess so. That sounds dumb as fuck. Yeah, have you, but here's the thing. Did you listen to the new Megadeth song? Uh, I did not. It's pretty, pretty good. It's, it's fucking, it's heavy. I think what we're gonna what's coming out. I think it's in September. I think they announced that the album's coming out in September. Um, when that comes out, I think it's gonna be pretty amazing. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a uh, it'll be a pre-order for sure. Gene Simmons claims that Ace Frehley and Peter Chris no longer have the physical stamina to play a full Kiss show. This often this sounds very familiar. It sounds like Black Sabbath and Ozzy saying that. Bill Ward cannot play a full Black Sabbath show. Yeah, and also it's that's been that's been Gene Simmons' go-to line for years now. He's been saying the same thing for years. The thing is, like, I think Ace Frehley is playing just as many shows as Kisses, and not only like playing the shows, but he's the lead frontman of his own goddamn band playing these shows. You know, so he's touring, he's playing shows. Like, I don't think Kisses anymore. Uh, physically demanding than what he's doing on his own. Yeah, you know? I wouldn't say so either. Unless, like, unless that suit is really fucking heavy. That's that's the thing I'm thinking about. Is like it probably takes a lot of work just to get just to get up and dressed and makeup on and all that good shit, like to to perform as Kiss. Maybe that's more what Gene is talking about. But like, it's not like it's not like Ace Frehley's up there sounding like Vince fucking Neil when he's playing his shows. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, he's not he's not killing over and dying or anything. So he's he's still he's still rocking. I'm pretty sure he was uh he not only is he doing his own thing, he was opening up for Alice Cooper for a few for a while. So So yeah, I think Ace is doing just fine. Yeah, I Thanks think he's fine. Um Avantasia releasing their new album A Paranormal Evening with the Moonflower Society in October. That will be a pre order. So, <laughs> Next, next, next. <laughs> Another thing I'm getting tired of hearing about: Igor Cavallara says reunion of classic Sepultura lineup would be amazing, but claims he's happy playing with Max. Guys, Enough. the original the original lineup of Sepultura is never getting back together. Get over it. it, it <laughs> it's like, oh man, like there are things that have lasted longer than the original lineup of of. of Sepultura, like the current lineup of Sepultura, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Guys, give it up. Yeah, it's, it's over. It's we're done. We're done. Yeah, 
the same thing whenever I hear something like if whenever I hear Sebastian Bach talking about a reunion with fucking Skid Row, I was like, bro, get over it. Nobody wants this. If we were to make speculation that Sepultura started in, say, 1983, um, they probably split around 97. Um, so that's 14 years. And take that, and you got 25 years with Derek Green. About 25 years. 20, 20, 20 plus years with Derek Green. We'll say that. Yeah. So definitely already beat the amount of time with them. Already wrote more albums with them. It's like, guys, just accept that this is what it's going to be. I probably is, gave like more critical acclaim in their latter career than they did when they were first starting out. So whatever. Get over it. It's stupid. It's silly. Yeah. Yeah. Really, just, just, nah, nah, just not necessary. So definitely not. Um, this I would like to have been part of. Um, Ronnie James Dio's 80th birthday to be celebrated at a special event at Legendary Rainbow Bar and Grill. Nice. Very cool. Which you know, just damn that dude was old. <laughs> well, but he could yeah. still kick your ass. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. He was a man. He was a he was a, still a boss. So, um, let me see, let me see. Uh, going down, going down. Uh, it looks like it looks like not even the knee problem can stop Paul Diano. A new project Warhorse releases music video for first single "Stop the War." Another good bit of news from the Paul Diano front is. Um, when um, Iron Maiden was in Croatia playing, Paul Diano met up with Steve Harris for the first time in probably decades. Yes, I saw that picture. And from that meeting, probably from that meeting, Iron Maiden, the band, is covering the expenses, the remaining expenses of Paul Diano's knee surgeries. That is excellent and very good of them. Yeah, for sure. So that is badass. Um, going back to Queen's Rake, Todd Latore says real singers in heavy metal are a dying breed. Um, what do you feel is the truth to that? I, I, I don't, I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I think, I think depending on the style of music, you're going to find really excellent singers. Like. I think maybe what he's talking about like is a different is is maybe his particular style of singing because he is very much of like of like the old school style like a, like a Rob Halford even a Jeff Tate kind of style yeah like I don't think we're gonna get those whalers anymore but we still have really good vocalists we still have yeah. a lot of people who actually really sing um, again I think I think he, he might be talking about a particular style of yeah. of uh, of vocals. Uh, dying out, which I can I can kind of see it. They're just not they're just not in vogue anymore. But to say that a real metal singers are are dying breed, I I don't agree with that at all. I I want to say that again. I I want to say that he's he's incorrect, and I want to say it's because of the fact that there is such this this influx 
and push of bands that use harsh vocal. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there is there is that renewed interest in things like death metal and the variations of it, black metal and the variations of it. So singers are so people who who do legit singing vocals um, are kind of pushed to the the back end, not a dying breed, but just more overlooked for the things that are more popular at this point. If you can consider something, you could you can consider something within the realm of metal popular. It would be though that style of music. Right. Um, what's what's an, uh, another thing that I feel detracts from this this statement is the fact that there's a lot more female vocalists getting involved in heavy metal, and mm. they're all really good singers. For so, real, yes. I um, I also like. Yeah, I agree with you there. Definitely 1,000%. With the female-fronted bands, I love all of them. And the thing is, I, I also like bands, like both female-fronted and, and, and male-fronted, whoever, um, who, who can combine the two, harsh vocals versus clean vocals. Like, you got a, a woman like um, Alyssa from Arch Enemy. She's, like, actually got a, like, the new track from Arch Enemy actually allows her to sing because she has a great singing voice and she can do the harsh vocals. Um, as far as the male side goes, the people who come to mind are like Mikel Ackerfeld from Opeth, of course, and even Matt Heffy from uh, from Trivium has really improved his singing style. From from the, like if you go from um, like ascendancy all the way to like um, the uh, in the core of the dragon, you can just see how his clean vocals has improved. Like he is a good singer as well as a harsh vocalist, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, kind of going along, actually, with your your assertion about his, uh, Tom Tory's vocal style, Jeff Tate questioned why is questioned on why he no longer sings the original uh, Queensrÿche songs in original key, and he straight up admits he can't hit those high notes like that anymore, um, which. A lot of people, you know, they they really just don't want to admit that kind of thing, and they they just they try, but Jeff Tate's pulling no punches. He's like, I can't do that, so we're gonna change it. Well, the thing is, bands have been doing that forever. I mean, uh, I think Metallica has been playing down a half step since the fucking load days, because James Hetfield can't hit the same range that he hit in the in the eighties, and that's no, Megadeth started doing the same thing. They're playing a half step down too. You know, Ozzy's been doing that for fucking decades because he can't hit the notes. You know, with Ozzy's case, unfortunately, it makes his shit sound a little bit muddier, but it doesn't really matter. He at least he's still adapting to his limitations. I I, I just like the I just like it when they can actually sit there and say it like, hey, I I can't do that. Like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're open I, about it. I think that was the thing that you and I were impressed with when we saw the Operation Mindcrime show with Jeff Tate only a few years ago, was that like there's so many really high wailing parts on the Operation Mindcrime album that he didn't even try to hit. Like he he got it good enough that it's performed, but then like you know he didn't he didn't strain himself, he didn't make himself sound bad. He he did great, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was a that was a phenomenal show. So. He's like, yeah, not everyone could be King fucking Diamond, okay? Yeah, seriously. Seriously. Um, Lacuna Coil working on new songs for the 10th studio album. Cool. 
Ooh, I want to see this one. Uh, Tom, uh, um, uh, so the, it was it was how Tommy Lee actually broke his ribs. Oh yes, let's hear it. So, um, oh, I lost it. Never mind. Uh, it sounded like he. It sounded like he was just doing like regular home stuff, and he tripped and fell on something. Over enthusiastic gardening. Yeah, over enthusiastic gardening. So, um, Rob Zombie releases music video for "Shake Your Ass, Smoke Your Grass." That's cool. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting uh, to see his new Monsters movie. See, wait, what'd you say? It's gonna be interesting to see Rob Zombie's new Monsters movie. That will be interesting. I know that uh, Sp- uh, Spider One is also releasing an um, an album, uh, or not an album, a, uh, a movie too, right? A horror, a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. I think I think from what I understand, Rob Rob Zombie's Monsters is gonna still be rated PG PG. Like he's he's going for the original vibe of the original show, so it's not going to be like his normal shtick. Right on. I I, I can get behind that. So and of course Sherry Moon is in it, and a bunch of other people. It's it's probably going to be very very interesting. Speaking of uh, things I can get behind, Volbeat announces a fall twenty twenty two European tour with Skindred, Napalm Death, and Bad Wolves. It's a band. Holy shit. That's yeah. crazy. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's let's keep going. Let's keep going. A lot of stuff about political stuff that I'm trying to avoid. Ah, here we go. Seven Dust completes writing "quote unquote" special new album. The songs are magical. Um. It's seven dust, so exactly what you're gonna get. Yeah, exactly. So, um, let's see, Devin Townsend open to celebrating the 30th anniversary of Vi's Sex and Religion album because Steve is a genius and I love him. I think that would be wonderful. Like, like I, mean, I know they're. They're good buddies right now, so that'd be really cool. Yeah. Um, I know that his new album is coming out relatively soon. I believe this one is uh, Lightwork, I think it's called. Um, but that is due relative. I think it's due this year, so that's gonna be interesting because he released the uh, the two back to back like ambient mellow records last year or earlier this year. I forget when it, when it was. Bands that are still around. Adima shares music video for dark, melodic, and heavy new single, Violent Principles. Adima, who hasn't been heard since their first album. Adima. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yep. Wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, a couple things about Patient Number 9 by Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, if you haven't heard it already... I'd say take a listen to it. It sounded pretty interesting when I heard it at the uh, when I heard it at the bar. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. Do, 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 do. 
I'm just I'm I'm just excited to hear the, the new Ozzy album in general. So. Um, well, yeah, Ordinary Man was a good record. Yeah, I'm still I'm I'm pretty sure he's still working with the same producer. Um, yeah. He's probably got plenty of guest artists on it. I think it's just going to be another fucking solid Ozzy record. Yeah. Well, the um the the song Patient Number Nine has Jeff Beck on on uh, on oh shit on the, on the uh, song. So um, well, this would go good. under. This bit would go under either Mega uh, Metallica breathes or um, uh, good that men and women do. Metallica donates over one hundred and thirty-five thousand to flood disaster victims in Germany. And I don't even know what the hell's going on in Germany. Jesus Christ! And apparently, flood disasters. Wow. So. Well, fucking of course, good on Metallica as always. Yep. Metallica is also in the news, uh, relatively like trending because uh their song of course master of puppets is heavily featured in the final episode of stranger things it's a yeah. it's a particularly great scene uh where a heavy metal uh a metalhead character plays um with master of puppets on top of a trailer to distract some monsters um, and a very interesting side note about that is that it was recently revealed that because uh, they played the the actual song in the out in the in the show, but I think there was also some like recorded uh, like rough tracks of like a single guitar player playing it, like you know, kind of like to introduce it. And I'm pretty sure that it was Ty Trujillo who recorded those guitar parts uh, for it. And of course, Ty being the son of Robert Trujillo, basis of Metallica. Right on. I think I may have seen something about that earlier, but I I, I went over it. So yep, yep. Um, here's something that I'm kind of excited for: Judas Priest's Rob Halford Funko Pop figure coming soon. Um, this is this not one, the first one, though, right? It, it 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 may not be, but this is him in like the full leather outfit, hat, and a whip in hand. Oh, so, cool. Okay, badass, so that, that one's a pretty badass looking one. I would totally get that. Um, speaking of Funko Pops, they just released one for Frank Zappa, and I bought that shit. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, let's see, let's see. Um, Queensryche releases a music video for In Extremis, first single from Digital Noise Alliance album. I want to hear that. Um, ooh, this one might be interesting. Catatonia signs worldwide deal with Napalm Records. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Is there is there any word in that article uh about the like, you know, their their next release? When is that coming out? I am not going to try to get another virus. Copy that. So um Original Alice Cooper 2015 reunion show. So this is likely Alice Cooper as in the Alice the Cooper, Cooper band, band, not Alice yeah. Cooper and Alice Cooper. Uh, but reunion show finally available on CD, LP, and digital shops worldwide. Nice. Um, let's see. <sighs> More craziness from Ted Nugent. Don't care. Oh, fuck that, dude. 
Ooh, Max Cavalera's fully revised edition of Autobiography to include new afterword by Randy Blythe. So I guess they're reissuing Max Cavalera's autobiography. That's interesting. That's very interesting because, like, I think the copy of Nurgle's book that you got me um, was a re was like a reprint of it, and mm -hmm. that included a prelude by Randy Blythe. So it sounds like if you if you want someone to, to prelude or uh, or epilogue your fucking memoir, you go to Randy Blythe. I'm going to Randy Blythe so he can pray he can do like a prelude for our podcast. Oh, oh man, that'd be fun. Yeah, that'd be great. So, um, let's see, let's see. I'm not sure why he would even be questioned about this. Iron Maiden's Bruce Dickinson has no ambition to go into politics. Absolutely not, he says. Yeah, why? Like, why would? Why? Would, would he, like, are they saying? Are they saying that in a sense of like going into that lyrically, or going into it uh, as a as an individual? Probably as an individual. Uh, that doesn't no make point. yeah yeah for real. No, no point whatsoever. Uh, Mars Volta returns with the first new single in over a decade. Announces fall 2022 North American tour. Oh shit! I didn't realize yeah. they were going on tour. I knew I heard about the song coming out, and I wanted to check it out, uh, and I haven't yet. So I gotta fucking I gotta follow up on that for sure. Um, here's one for obituaries. Former David Lee Roth and Matt keyboardist Tuggle dead at seventy. Hmm. Interesting one. Possessed Jeff Becerra says that Death's Chuck Schuldiner um, was like my protege. He very much modeled himself after me. Now, yeah. I don't know enough about Possessed to, to really. Like, I know that they, they are a relatively highly uh, a revered, like, early death metal band, but yeah. to say something like that sounds a little like. What? Uh, that so, I'm not sure. So I'm I'm pretty sure that a lot he got a lot of backlash after that after he said that. So uh, as you mentioned earlier, Iron Maiden to cover remaining costs of Paul Diano's surgeries and treatment. Yep. Ooh. Um, here's one, um, since we mentioned, uh, earlier, Nikki Six's sobriety, let's talk about Max Cavalera's sobriety. It says he got busted drinking hand sanitizer before he finally got sober. That seems a little extreme, and I, I, I hope that was an exaggeration. Um, you know, so, man, it got to the point where I was drinking hand sanitizer, like, kind of like a, a sarcastic comment, not like the real deal, because that shit will fuck you up. But, yeah, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's no bueno. But I mean, if you're going if you're going to that length, 
Um, let's see. Ozzy and Sharon Osbourne will reportedly renew their wedding vows for their 40th anniversary. Okay. Well, I mean, it's a good long time. Yeah, good for them, considering all the things they've gone through with each other. Yeah. Ghost cuts Hellfest performance short after Tobias Forge loses his voice. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about it, but I don't think it was like I don't think it was like that short. I think it was like towards the end of their set anyway. So it's not like they it was not like you know three songs they they called it quits. I think it was like you know right before like the encore or something like that. Here here's one to uh, to potentially worry about, although I'm sure it'll lead to many offshoots. Seven Dust to call it quits. We have discussed the end dates as Morgan Rose. Yeah, I heard about that. It sounds like I mean. I mean, cool. Uh, I'm sure they'll re- reunite, like you know, a few years later. Um, but like you said, it, it does offer the opportunity for multiple offshoots. I mean, just alone, I could I could think of like two or three bands that have already existed because of offshoots of Seven Dust. So, um. I think you know not much not much else is coming up that's worth mentioning. Just a lot of you know little tidbits of uh, tour stuff from the the stadium tour of uh, all the crew and whatnot. Um, Soilworks shared a new single. Nom some uh, news now news Samus Laguerre. Well, I'm glad you're the one that's doing it today. Yeah, I had to. I had to sit there and figure it out a little bit. So, um, I probably mispronounced it, uh, but it's, that's okay. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you know, every time I look at these, pit, I want to go on a rant here. I want to talk about. Uh, oh shit. I, I, no, because like this is like the fifth article I've seen about Aaron fucking Lewis. Oh, dude! Wow. I, I just want to talk about how much of how exploitative this guy is. He's just bandwagon jumper. First comes out with Stained, which is sit there and you know ban- jumps on the bandwagon of new metal and sits there and plays on the on the emotions of all the fucking people that you know, um, you know people still play. People still play a lot of the the band's music you know, in an emotional sense, you know, because it, it was, you know, very sappy and sad stuff. And then now he's jumping on the bandwagon of of the psycho, um, you know, way too right wing for his own good bullshit. I just, the guys, the guys are fucking schmuck, and I, I just. I just I'm tired of hearing about him. I want him to go away. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen for a long, long time. As long as there's a platform there he will be around. Just the same thing with Ted Nugent and all the other people that we can't stand, so And it, it, you know what drives me crazy is that like like this whole thing the whole th- with 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 Ted Nugent, the whole thing about being 
you know, him him never doing drugs or alcohol and everything, he's going to live to be like 110. True. It's true. It's going to drive me nuts. So, um, but yeah, um, I'm going to, I'm going to stop reading the news there because we're getting back to the middle of the month of June at this point. So, uh, we're getting pretty far back there. Um, but let's go through things a little bit here. Um, as far as, um, let's see, uh, we, we did random bits of the various news. Let's just kind of throw a commercial break in here right now. Greetings, Metalheads. Dan Mack here. And if you're a fan of putting a little heat on your meals, spice up your life with one of the many hot sauce flavors available from our sponsors at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. All natural, no preservative, and California-made Hella Hot Hot Sauce provides small-batch artisan hot sauces made from fruit and pepper blends that emphasize aroma, taste, and, of course, heat. With several flavors available, some seasonal, others year-round, and collaborations with members of Ghoul, Exhumed, Guar, and Hatebreed, there are plenty of options to suit your palate. Head over to HellaHotHotSauce.com and buy up a couple bottles now. And we're back. We are so, back. So let's go on to um, a little extra then. Because All right, sounds I, good. I don't feel we can, um, we can adequately do... Uh, the, the recording release news part. We mentioned that in our news sec- sec- segment, so a little extra. Uh, already said about the good and, and uh, that men and women do. Uh, crowdfunding tracker. Have you have you uh, watched any crowdfunders? No, no. I haven't seen anything. I was watching the Adivant one, and you know, n- this is no offense to the band, but I was almost assured that they were not going to make it. They made it at the last second by less than a hundred dollars for their, their crowdfunder. That's crazy. So so they I, I think it was like about seventy five bucks they made it by. They they got it. Uh so Yo, good on them. Hell yeah. Yeah, so it was it was uh positive right there. They I I I got my contribution taken out, so I will be getting my uh, copy of the album, and I think a T-shirt and a poster when I when the album comes out. Uh, so congratulations to them. Really looking forward to hearing the new album. So yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, shit, I want. I've already said what I want. I want Aaron Lewis to go away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if there's anything that I want, it's a little bit more, a little bit more time in the day. And I want the fucking I want the heat to go away. I am I am fucking it's like I said before, it's miserable. The thing that bothers me the most about the heat is that like like I'm constantly uncomfortable. Um but like all the things I really like to do involve being outside and I can't do them now. And the day is longer. I feel like I'm spending I'm I'm wasting my time indoors just because it's so unbearably uncomfortable outside. So I think that's a big part of my problem during the summer like during the winter i like fall and winter i thrive we're going hiking all the time we're doing all this outside shit i'm not dying you know um all that shit like right now it's just it's just it's just so hard to yeah. fucking be to do something outside and, and then be active and stuff like that it's just very hard you know, I, I found that that like when it, when it comes to things that I I'm actually trying to do, I'm actually intending to do outside. 
um, or not outside, but like like things that I'm. If I just walk outside to go, you know, take the trash out, I was like, oh man, it's fucking hot out here. But if I'm going outside to do something like with with intention, like I thrive in the heat. So, Good for you, buddy. Good God. Yeah. <laughs> I, like like sitting there and like get getting sweaty and stuff. Like I can I can do that because it's you know what it doesn't take very much for me to start sweating. So yeah, that that's that's my problem. Like walking from my car to my office and I start sweating and then I'm uncomfortable all goddamn day. Like it it's that that that, that should not be the case. It that's just god awful. And it's not just like a little bit of sweat here. It's like I'm drenched by the time I walk like. The five to ten minutes it takes me from my car to the office, drenched in sweat because it's so hot. It's just like unbearable. And like, and I work out outside in the garage, and I have to work out at like six o'clock in the morning because that's when it's the coolest. Because nine o'clock p.m. when it's cool again, it's just too fucking late. So it's like, <laughs> it's like I can't fucking win, you know? Yeah, it's 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 not. Uh... Uh, it's not for it's not ideal for for everyone uh for sure but you know in in certain cases i do i do thrive in it so well good for you man good for you um but anything else for shit you want no no not right now right right now the the main thing is just trying to get through the summer <laughs> Um, actually, uh, I do have, uh, a thing that I do want. Okay. Um, um, I can't, I can't say my license anymore cause I got it. <laughs> um, so I got that, but, um, I, um, I, I fully booked a show for, um, for September, uh, of some San Antonio bands and one band from Austin. And I want that show to come up sooner. So, um, I think I booked a good lineup. Um, it was originally supposed to be my birthday show, uh, but got pushed back. I'm still going to treat it as my birthday show, um, unofficially because I'm not sitting there announcing, oh, it's my fucking birthday on the, on the goddamn flyer. I'm saying like, no, like this is the show. Um, but what's going to be pretty goddamn cool about it is that um, it's going to be the re- the release party sort of for uh, the new Helgram album. So, oh, cool! Badass. So they're up to their fourth album and they're releasing it right around that time. So it'll be it'll be um, kind of a release show for them, which is, which is going to be great. Um, but yeah, I just want that show to come up a little bit sooner. Um, and um, yeah. So, how about a how about a rabbit hole? Um, honestly, the the only rabbit hole I've been on again, it's just been like comfort records, and then spinning off from there. Uh, I, I already explained it in the beginning of the podcast. You know, listen to an album that's a comfort album. Let Spotify go into random. Something strikes me, that's the next album I'm gonna listen to, and go from there. Um, so, really, nothing out of the ordinary as far as rabbit holes go. Although I, I have a feeling I, I have this urge to listen to Rush, I think it's because I've been listening to a lot of prog rock recently, and I think I think I just need to like really delve, dive pretty much headfirst into some Rush, like beyond the stuff I've already listened to. Like 
go into like uh, Caressive Steel and stuff that I don't normally listen to, even some of their like mid '80s stuff that's not as popular, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, they're a band that I need to kind of follow up with in general. Um, I have a handful of their albums, but I, you know, like I, I don't know them as well. Except, and I know Twenty One Twelve because that was the first album I ever bought from them. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I know the hits and whatnot, but not 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 the, not the rest of it. You know, I'm I'm talking about like yeah, their debut album, like 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 self-titled album, Fly by Night, things like that. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know what you know, so exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, so so maybe since since uh since I was gonna say from my rabbit hole, I uh, obviously I talked about them earlier, which were like you know going down the sentence rabbit hole, going down the Dickinson rabbit hole. Um, you know, since I've been going down these rabbit holes with certain bands, Alice in Chains rabbit hole. Um, you know, I, I part of the reason that I've been doing that is because um some of these some of these artists may become future ten word reviews. Not saying that any of the three that I have mentioned thus far will be a ten-word review, but they uh, have the potential to be so. Um, but I wouldn't count Rush out as being a potential ten-word review in the future. Yeah, um, that'd be cool. That'd be a lot of fun. So you know, like you know, go down let's go down that rabbit hole at some point. Um, I've been meaning to re-listen to the Seven Dust catalog. So, you know, that's that's one I've been I've been intending to go through um going through the Slayer catalog, you know, kind of catching up on some things and seeing if uh I, you know, I find any sort of real difference between any of their stuff. Sure. So, um you know, finding out just how much God hates me. So, you know, just, <laughs> it's a lot. Just, Dance just to kind of see, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm pretty sure he hates us all. I think, I think that's what they said. I'm pretty sure they said it a billion times in that song. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think that's the rabbit hole I need to go down is just kind of getting reacquainted with a few artists that I have in my in my collection. So, yeah. Um, Legacy of the Beast. Um, I have not played. Uh, very much Legacy of the Beast. I tried to play, but the game froze on me. So, oh, no. No. So, um, with, uh, with the advent of our Twitch channel, I've been playing a handful of different games, um, which includes playing uh, a game called Dead by Daylight on Wednesday nights with the drummer of the Broken Page, um, local San Antonio band here. Um, which has been very fun. Uh, we started in it to include Andrew in that. Um, and then we recently included uh, John from Handful of Days um, and Toby, my, my, my friend Toby. Um, so if we get the five of us together, we'll be able to play the game um, a little bit more, uh, with a little more fun to it. I'll explain the game to you actually, because you know you 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 might find it interesting, um, just kind of on premise. But it's basically you're you're playing as four survivors who are trying to start some generators, um, and find an escape route away from a killer. And the killer 
basically they use killers from all sorts of different horror st- uh, events um, and some original stuff, but like um, Michael Myers is in the game, and there's a Michael Myers level in it where they recreate the street that he lives on. Um, there is um, Leatherface, um, the the pig from Saw, um, uh, including um, the head traps and the Billy doll. Um, it's just it's a very it's a very fun horror game that we have a lot of laughs playing, um, and getting all of us together to play it has been kind of a lab. It's been one of the more watched. Um, material of our twitch channel thus far so um but we've been playing a lot of that so um cool yeah um and then you know getting pat involved he and i were playing uh destiny 2 which was a lot of fun because again we throw andrew in there andrew is uh I, i obviously nicknamed captain america whenever i load up uh uh titles for any of the streams so it's you know playing this game with captain america nice (laughs) i love that and it's funny because i was reminded of uh the scene from endgame when uh when captain america finds himself in the past and he and he fights himself and then he he looks down at the body and goes that is america's ass that is america's ass Love that shit. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, we've been doing that. So, um, <clears throat> moving on to a little light reading. Um, yeah. so I read a couple pa- more pages of the Dio book, but not very many. Um, we're getting up to the point where Elf, the original band elf has released their first album and are taking off uh doing doing a lot of tours so um i'm getting to that point of the story which is about halfway through the uh book so i'm wondering how much more of the story i'm going to get from this um but also uh you now have a copy of it i do i do i'm looking at it right now as a matter of fact yeah, uh, you now have a copy of it because I gave you my original copy because I went to uh, when I went to Austin to uh, celebrate my uh, seventh wedding anniversary. Um, I found a they had a, a whole shit ton of copies of the book and they were signed by Wendy Dio and I wanted one. So well, for I, sure. So I got it, and so and I then I got it. yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, totally, totally bought that book. Um, and still, still working on it though. But, yeah. 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 Um, um, have you done any reading? I actually have, I have. Uh, so I am continuing my journey in the Dune universe. I am still reading the fourth entry of the original six books by Frank Herbert, um, the God Emperor of Dune. Again, I think I've mentioned before it's it's a it's a pretty polarizing book. Whether you like you either like you either love it or you hate it, there's like no in between. Um, right now, I'm in the I'm in the liking stage because I'm about three quarters of the way through. I'm enjoying it, um, but I did also read. Uh, so Frank Herbert's son Brian Herbert has done a, like prequel series 
uh, to the Dune universe um, with a, a writing partner. His name is Kevin Anderson. Um, I read, so he has like a multiple trilogies that are prequels to the original Dune story. So right now I'm reading um, the trilogy called The Legends of Dune. Uh, I read the first book of The Legends of Dune. It's called The Butlerian Jihad. I started this several months ago. I finally finished it. And I started the next book in that particular trilogy called The Machine Crusade. It's a continuation of the story. Um, so uh, it's it's just a continuation of the first book of that prequel trilogy, et cetera, et cetera. The only problem I have with these books is that they it, it lacks kind of like the nuance and the heart of the original Dune series, these feel very much like um, just your basic sci-fi stories. Like there, there's, it's like missing, like again, like the nuance, the heart, like the, some of the messages um, in the uh, in the original Dune book. It just it kind of feels like a Dan Brown novel, and he's the one who did like the the uh, the Da Vinci Code, which is it's just kind of like almost like stupid action, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not as good as as the first dune and it's like a lot of people who are in the fandom of the dune series don't consider these books to be canon and i can see why because it, it kind of subverts a lot of the stuff that we know from the first dune book and like the dune encyclopedia and stuff that frank himself actually wrote um but you know for for a read it's it's quick it's simple it's like you know you know the story it's like it's good to get an idea of what these like these backstories are even though if they're just like completely um not what was originally intended. At least you have some kind of like frame of reference and a background story for certain things, and like it gives you ideas of how these things could have happened. Especially over, since the story takes place over the course of like ten thousand years, and it's thirty thousand years into our future kind of thing. So, you know, I'm going to continue on. I'm going to read it. You know, it's free on Kindle, so like it's cool to to read uh, and to have and stuff like that. Um, but as far as like actual reading goes, um, I, I think I want to read the, the I want to read the DL book. It looks like a good, quick, short read, um, and then just keep on moving on from there. And we're getting to the point of the year where it's like, you know what? I think I might just read the Lord of the Rings again. Um, so we're, we're we're quickly approaching that particular time of year for me. <laughs> it's like the it's like the winter is coming memes. The time to read Lord of the Rings is coming. Yes, as a matter of fact, and it's funny because you say that you know winter is coming because usually the time of frame, the time of year that I would read the Lord of the Rings is like November through the rest of the year. So, well, I going uh, going a little bit more into my own reading um, real quick. Um, the next book that I plan to read after I finish reading the Dio one, if I ever finish reading the Dio one, yeah. um, is actually a book called Start and Run Your Own Record Label. Oh, nice. Yes. Um, what does that mean? I don't know. Um, I have always had an interest in getting involved in that kind of thing. And um, I've always been curious about the ins and outs of um, how uh, small labels are run. So I intend to be reading that and figuring some things out. And who knows, that may lead to something in the future. Wink, wink. So, um, but yeah, that's, there's there's a lot, I have a lot of books on those, like, you know, like, like, you know, forget the, 
for, forget what's popular. Here's how to do things on your own kind of books, you know? Um, a lot of DIY kind of books. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to, I plan to read a lot of those um, in the future. But this, this one about the record label I've had for a long time and I want to read it. So I will be getting on to that next. Um, I'll probably be bringing my Dio book with me tomorrow to read for a good a little portion of uh, uh, tomorrow's proceedings because it's, because I'm making it very American to read. So um, now, um, for your viewing pleasure, what have you been watching? Well, I'm not sure if the last uh, episode of Obi-Wan came out uh, the last time we recorded the podcast, but I watched the uh, I watched Obi-Wan, the series that I released on uh, Disney Plus. And like, I, while I did enjoy the series, like the, the thing about a story like this is that there's no stakes involved because this takes place bef- like after Revenge of the Sith, but before New Hope. But you know that all of these characters live. <laughs> like, so what are the stakes? Like, we all know that Darth Vader is going to show up in A New Hope. We all know that Obi Wan is going to show up in A New Hope. Luke's going to be there. Leia is going to be there. We all know these things. Like, what's the point of this particular story? Um, but I think the 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 thing that they really leaned on for this particular series was the interaction between Obi Wan Kenobi and Darth Vader because they had um, some pretty interesting interactions and you know they got Darth Vader to be you know his badass self and they actually had some good lightsaber fights and some good interactions between Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi post Revenge of the Sith and pre uh, A New Hope. Um, but all in all, it was pretty lackluster. Um, again, like it was, it was just like there were no stakes involved. Like it was just kind of like a story in between things. There was no like real danger to anybody. It felt like it. Again, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't great. What is great though for me personally is Stranger Things. Fucking loved this fourth season of Stranger Things. They've really outdone themselves with as far as like the horror aspects. Like it's a lot scarier this time around. There's a lot more. Um, again, speaking of stakes, there's a lot more at stake with this one. You know, um, the the storylines are really great. The acting, these kids can really kill. It. And I say kids now because like they're playing teenagers, but I'm sure most of them are in their twenties at this point. But they're all just killing it on on screen. Um, it's, it's a wonderful series. I really enjoyed how they, they wrapped it up, uh, for the fourth season leading into the fifth and final season. It's going to be, it's going to be pretty, pretty awesome. And their budget's out of control right now. Their episodes are long as fuck. Like the, the season finale was two and a half hours long. It was like a movie. Um, but it was, it didn't feel like it. It, it felt real quick. It felt fucking succinct. The storytelling was great. All the characters are great. It's just really, in my opinion, it's a very good series. So, have you actually watched Stranger Things at all? No, I don't have any interest in it. Yeah, that makes sense. It's not for everybody. I mean, the, like the thing about it is, like, it's very much in the nostalgia of the '80s. Uh, they're very heavily influenced by like the '80s uh, sci-fi and horror movies. There's a lot of Stephen King influence. There's a lot of Steven Spielberg influence. There's a lot of those kind of influences. 
Um, so it's very nostalgic and very much in my wheelhouse for me personally. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, like the, their use of music is is pretty fantastic. And we'll get we'll actually talk a little bit about that when we hit the charts, and I'll and I'll, I'll expand upon that later when we hit the charts. Um, for your viewing pleasure, uh, let's see what have I watched. The only thing worth mentioning that I watched is Shorzy, which is an offshoot of Letterkenny, uh, okay. which was fucking great. So, um, I really think you need to watch Letterkenny and and like, like obviously not the one episode that you came in on because that's the worst episode, <laughs> but like just just the whole entire series is is a is a blast. And then this little tidbit. Like it's there's there's a whole a lot of the a lot of the material is very stylized, um, and so it's it, it kind of makes a lot of moments uh, a lot for a lot of moments to be more dramatic and stuff like that, um, and it's got a lot of just you know goofy fun. So and and a lot of and it's like the 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 series is just so Canadian. It's it almost hurts. Um, the other thing I've been watching, the last thing I've been watching, was been the boys. I don't know if you have, you know anything about that show. I've I've heard about it. Uh, that's the one, Carl Urban. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is out of control. How just over the top it is with the violence and the like, just the absolute. Um, subversion of like the superhero genre like all the superheroes in that in that show are absolute assholes and it's amazing to watch uh i haven't listened i haven't watched the newest episode that came out uh, i think it's episode seven of this particular season um but i hear it's very good um it's just a really good show i think you would probably you might enjoy it you might enjoy it if you, if you ever decide to sit down and watch it it's on amazon prime yeah that one i had kind of an interest in so yeah, and Carl Urban kills it in this. He's so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah, but that's about it. So with that, let's go on to commercial break. For those of you that love that doom stoner genre of rock and roll and heavy metal, make your way over to the Cosmic Peddler, selling CDs, cassettes, and of course, plenty of vinyl from the best artists on labels such as Fotherama Records, Cosmic Artifacts, and Stoner Witch Records, among many others. Head over to thecosmicpeddler.com now. Alright, now we're back. And this is where we would normally go on to concert news, but again, we covered all the news before. Um, so that brings us to I Saw a Show. Um, I have seen... I have seen many. No, I have not. Um, <laughs> Uh, I will, the first one I'll mention is, uh, is when this happened, like, I think the day we, we released our last podcast, um, that night, uh, that Monday night, uh, was, you know, Monday through Thursdays are open mic nights at the bar I work at, and, um, Edge of Destiny, which is a band from, uh, Austin, um, they, uh, I think they were supposed to be, they were supposed to have another show that night and it got canceled or something. So they decided to just play for free over at Fitzgerald's. 
So they came in, got set up, you know, had their merch set up and everything, and they played a set. And, um, they're awesome. Like I, I caught them um, at a different venue a few months ago, and I thought they were great. And then like this particular time, they were even better. So uh, it was great to see them. Uh, Edge of Destiny, uh, they have, they should have an album out. They were supposed to be celebrating the release of it back in May, but I haven't seen it on Spotify yet. Um, but I did pre-order a copy of the physical CD. Um, I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of open mics, <laughs> which you know can be good or can be bad. Um, usually along the lines of I'm not paying attention. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I did. What did I see? What have I seen? Hell, have I seen lately? (laughs) God. Um, because like I've been, I'm I'm pretty sure I've worked every Friday, and every Friday's a show. There was a hip hop show one Friday, and I was just like, I didn't care. Um, um, this past Friday was the like the '90s, 2000s cover band, which you know they're good. Um, but I haven't seen any big shows lately, um, and I don't think the next big show that I'm going to see, uh, is until August, which, you know, means that things have calmed down a little bit. Yeah. Um, now, because someone decided to be born in August, uh, particularly time, particularly timed, um, I will be missing Deicide. At the rock box. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you don't have to come celebrate my birthday if you don't want to. I mean, it's just because somebody decided to come out right at the, right at the wrong time. No, you just um, decide that I'm drunk. But um, <laughs> um, but in August, towards the towards the middle of August, is the Rob Zombie, Power Man 5000, Static X, and uh, I forgot who the fourth band is. Uh, Mudvayne tour, and I, I think I really want to see that. So that sounds like a badass show. So I don't. That, know. that might be the next big show that I actually go see. So um, July is pretty. July is pretty quiet, and um, I'm intending, <clears throat> I'm intending to put in another three weeks at uh, the bar, and then call it there. Um, uh-huh. And so. Things will open up a little bit more by nighttime um, after after that point, um, which will give me time to do whatever it is that I do, go to other shows, do do more short check work, so on and so forth. Um, spend time spend time with Lindsay, play games with people, so on. So, but that's going to happen later this month. Just going to pay off the final debts of. Uh, of the, this this damn belt and then uh, carry on. So, um, but that's pretty much it for I saw a show. I just you know it's it's been it's been kind of a blur in general lately. Um, yeah. But we do have a band interview. Uh, Pat had the chance to interview Seven Kingdoms recently. And Badass. 
the video is is uh, video with the audio is up on our uh, YouTube channel. But I'm actually going to include the audio here real quick. So here is Pat interviewing uh, Seven Kingdoms on June 30th of 2022. All right, and that takes us to heavy metal in the charts. All right, let's do this. So, of course, let's do our little preface here. Um, typically, heavy metal is not really um, represented in the Billboard Top 200, which is what we usually cover because that's all I have access to, everything else I have to pay for, which I'm not doing. So, in order to talk about something, Dan and I have come to uh, a more greater appreciation of pop music in the last couple of years as we've gotten older and, you know, turn that shit down. Anyway. Uh, so to be able to talk about something, we have decided that we're going to pick one pop artist and follow them on the charts and see where they land every week, just so we have something to talk about. Our pop artist of choice is Taylor Swift. So we will be counting how many albums Miss Taylor Swift has in the top 200. Uh, on top of that, Dan likes to know what the top five and the number 200 albums are, no matter who they are, no matter what they are. So, with that being said, we are going to get into this. The number one album for the week of July 2nd is the new album from Drake called Honestly, Nevermind. Number two is Bad Bunny, Un Verano Sin Ti. Uh, three is Harry Styles, Harry's House. Number four is BTS Proof. And number five is Morgan Wallen, Dangerous, the double album. Can that album just get out of the top five, please? Never going to go away. Never, ever, until he releases a <laughs> new one. And at this point, this is when we start scrolling. And we scroll for a little while sometimes. And it's a little bit more longer than this. Okay, here we go. So, number 28 is Queen's Greatest Hits. Number 29 is Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Here is what I was leading... Uh, talking about as far as the Stranger Things and their soundtrack. At number 30 is the album Hounds of Love by the singer Kate Bush. Now, the reason for this um, is because um, in the fourth episode of this season, there is an episode called Dear Billy, and this uh, her song Running for, the Hill, Running for That Hill is very strongly uh is prominently featured in that episode and throughout the rest of the season, pretty much. Um, spoiler alert, uh, one of the kids is getting attacked by the new creature that's a, um, that's attacking teens in the area, uh, and they figured out that one way to save them is to play their favorite song, uh, uh, accessing a part of their, their mind that they can free themselves, et cetera, et cetera. And, this, and that particular song is um, the character's favorite song, and it's just an epic scene at the end of the episode where she's running away, and it's just, it's fucking wild. It's a great fucking scene, great episode. Um, but since that episode's come out, the song Running for That Hill has become a hugely popular song again, uh, to the point where it, it, like, it's reached number one in the UK for the first time. Um, it's just, it's just blown up considerably. Um, so this album, this is the album that the song is on, um, and it's just everywhere now. So that would explain why she's at number 30 after not being on the charts for so long, because the song came out in the 80s. So there you have it. 
Okay, we got number 33 is a re-entry live on two legs by Pearl Jam. Really? Yeah, yeah, live on two legs by Pearl Jam, a re-entry at number 33. All the of all the albums from Pearl Jam, why why a live album? Why a live album is a very good question. Very good question. Um, yeah, that's a very good question. So here's our first uh, taste of Miss Taylor Swift on the charts. Here it's number thirty-seven. Is her album Lover? Lover by Miss Taylor Swift is at number thirty-seven. Her first album on the top two hundred for us. Creed is Clearwater Revival. Their greatest hits is at number forty-three. We got Red Taylor's version at number forty-five. That is her second one on the top 200 here's a very interesting one at number 47 is a re-entry of an album called the gold experience by the artist formerly known as prince really yeah yeah i've, I've, I've not heard of that record yeah really i think it's like his mid 90s stuff or like late 90s early 2000s before he changed his name back to prince this mm-hmm. is like he's literally known as that symbol yeah. So it's very interesting why that's a re-entry and why it's a re-entry at 47. We're in the top 50 still. All right, heading into the next half of the top 50, uh, the top 100, we got the Diamonds by Elton John is at number 52. Legend, the best of Bob Marley and the Whalers is at number 57. 1989 by Taylor Swift is at number 58. That's her third record on the top 200. Greatest Hits by Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker is at number 60. And we are moving on. Here we go. Back in Black by ACDC is at number 73. Nevermind by Nirvana is at number 76. Folklore <laughs> by Taylor Swift is at number 77. That's number four for Miss Taylor Swift. Guns N' Roses' Greatest Hits is number 79. Thriller by Michael Jackson at 81. Journey's Greatest Hits at number 95. Red Hot Chili Peppers' Greatest Hits at number 100. We are heading into the second half here. Leonard Skinner's All-Time Greatest Hits at number 104. Beatles' Abbey Road. Is at number 109. Bob Seeger and the Silver Bullet Band. Greatest Hits is at 112. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge by My Chemical Romance at 113. Reputation by Miss Taylor Swift is at number 130. That is her fifth album in the top 200 for us. Uh, greatest Hits, The Ultimate Collection of Bon Jovi is at number 132. Metallica's Black Album is at number 146. Evermore by Taylor Swift is at number 148. That is her sixth record on the top 200. Okay, oh, here's an interesting one. The number 156 is a re-entry. The Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. David Bowie. I'm cool with that. Definitely cool with that. Just, just odd. Just odd. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Like why? Like why? Why now? The Eagles greatest hits at number one sixty-five. Foo Fighters greatest hits at number one seventy. Well, this is a little odd too. Is at number one seventy-four is a re-entry of the Royal Tenenbaum soundtrack. That's very odd. Very odd. I'm not sure what's going on there. Uh, at number 179 is one by the Beatles. The Rolling Stones, Hot Rocks at number 181. We got Fearless, Taylor's version by Taylor Swift at number 187. That is her seventh album on the top 200. Uh, Greatest Hits by Fleetwood Mac is at number 192. And rounding out the top 200 at number 200 is Goldmine by Gabby Barrett, whoever that is. Whoever that is. So to wrap up, we have a few surprises and re-entries this week. We have seven albums from Miss Taylor Swift and nothing relatively or even remotely new as far as hard rock or heavy metal in the charts. Lots of greatest hits, those. All right. So, charts were a little bit fun, but you know, yeah. they're, they're like not not spectacular, nothing spectacular. It'll be interesting to see where Megadeth lands with their new record when it comes out. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Um, for now, we're gonna go into one more commercial break. And we're back, and we're ready for our discussion for today. Are you ready for the discussion? Do it. Okay. So, this is one we've been putting on for a little while. But, Loudwire's list of 50 rock and metal albums turning 10 in 2022. Oh, this is the last one we're going to do, huh? Yep, last one we're going to do. All right, I'm getting my notes out so I so, can do this. Here we go. Ready? Yeah, let's do it. As I Lay Dying Awakened. <laughs> There's been so much going on with As I Lay Dying, like with band members leaving the band recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just crazy. Is it like, how are they still going? Especially after Tim Landis' thing. Like, what the fuck? Who knows? Oh, yeah, continue on. Continue yeah. on. Uh, next up, Baroness, Yellow and Green. Ooh. I got into them too late, uh, so I will need to follow up with the yellow and green. Yeah, because I think you got into them purple, and that was yeah. 15, 16? Something like that. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, Between the Buried and Me, the Parallax 2, Future Sequence. I don't know a goddamn thing about Between the Buried and Me. Uh, that sounds very familiar. I know the band name, obviously. Um, yes. That album particularly sounds very familiar. Oh, it sounds like sounds like nothing to me. So, uh, Cannibal Corpse, Torture. Oh, I think I remember that one. I think that's like the one, one of the few actual Cannibal Corpse albums that I actually own, and I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. 
this is one that I've the, the cover I see a lot, uh, and, and it's very uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Uh, cattle, decap the cattle decapitation, monolith of inhumanity. Yeah, yes. Yes, I know what exactly you're talking about. Yeah. Here's one for you. Uh, Coheed and Cambria, The Afterman, Ascension. Yeah. That's a, I just have to just keep on following up with Coheed. The Afterman. Sweet. Afterman. Afterman. Um, Converge. All we love, we leave behind. This yes. is one that I listened to um, fairly recently to do the Converge 10-word reviews. This is one that I uh, that got me into Converge. Uh, I remember when, I, when that came out. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I was, I was in Texas by then, because this is only 10 years ago, and I've been here for like 11, so yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, next up is self-titled from Dead Sarah. Oh, is that the one with um? I shit. It sounds I familiar. I have never heard of this band. I've, I it sounds very familiar. I'm I'm following up. All right, go ahead. Um, you might you might have this album already or a physical copy of it. Um, Deftones. Koi no Yokin. Oh, yes. That is a really good one. Hell yeah. Ten years, though. Jesus. All right. So this one I'm starting to feel a little bit. Like the 21, the, the, the one that was 20 years ago, not so much. This one I'm feeling. <laughs> Here's one that's barely been followed up on. Down 4, Part 1. Motherfuckers. It's been 10 years. Yep. Piece of shit. Pieces of shit. You only got the second one. It was supposed to be four. Motherfuckers. Motherfucker. Uh, Dragon Force, The Power Within. This um, is actually the turning point for Dragon Force. Um, so if... I, I would assume that most of what you've heard from Dragon Force is probably from Inhuman Rampage. Oh, for sure. Okay. Just on a whim, if you have time, listen to anything from this album after. All right. What's this album again? This album is The Power Within. Okay. Okay. Any Dragon Force album from this album beyond to, to uh, Extreme Power Metal, um, it's four albums. Any one of those albums will do. Um, Maximum Overload is the best. Um, but Dragon Force finally steps away from being Dragon Force. And they do something completely different. And it's they, they release really good material. Gotcha. Uh, Every Time I Die, X Lives. Not... 100% familiar with their stuff. Yeah, I don't know every time I die. So, uh, Goat Whore, Blood for the Master. Uh, of course, you know Goat Whore, but I don't know the album. Yeah, not not familiar. You might be uh, 
familiar with this one, Gojira, L'Enfant Sauvage. Ah, uh, L'Enfant Sauvage, yes. Yes. Um, I'm pretty sure this was the one right before Magma came out. Like, I think they go a few years in between albums. And I think this I was think. the one that had, like, the last the last bit of, like, real, like, uh, all harsh singing before they went the route that they've been going on the last two records. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is actually a trio of albums. Green Day released uh, three different albums in one shot called Uno, Dos, and Tre. Oh, yeah, the, the one for each band member, kind of like a la Kiss. Yeah. I never listened to anything from that. Like, I think the last thing I really list, gave a listen to from Green Day was American Idiot. Yeah. Um, same here, pretty much. Um, Hellstorm, The Strange Case Of. That's a good album. That's a good album. And it's it's interesting to, to, to know that they've been around for 10 years. Like, it doesn't, it, like, it surprises me, but also doesn't at the same time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, next up, High on Fire, De Vermis Mysterious. Uh, I, I, have, I have, like, one High on Fire record. I don't know which one it is, though. I haven't, I was not able to get into High on Fire. Really? I okay. I I was I was suggested to listen to them by a friend of mine. I listened to a little bit, and I just really couldn't get into it. I could see that. I mean, the, I don't think their style is for everybody. Yeah. But but my friend is like a like a major High on Fire fan. Like like she has a blanket of High on Fire. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty um, cool. In this moment, blood. That is the one I have. The High on Fire, the De Vermis Mysterious is the one I have. Okay. Yeah. I actually have two records of theirs. Very cool. Uh, yes, Blood by by uh, In This Moment. Uh, you know what? It's funny because like, I actually really liked them. I thought they were a lot of fun. And Blood was um, that was a good catchy one. They had a lot of really good catchy shit on that one. I have not listened to very much In This Moment whatsoever. Um, speaking of artists that I hear constantly because of one song, uh, Jack White, Blunderbuss. I don't know. I don't know much of his solo stuff to tell you. Truth. I, don't, I don't know his solo stuff, but I've I I constantly hear Seven Nation Army from the White Stripes, and I saw the Rack and Tears open up for uh, Bob Dylan. Forever. Oh, okay. Okay. Very cool. Kiss, Monster, their last solo, their last um, uh, studio album. I don't even remember this ever coming out. That's crazy. What? Yeah, it's the one album I don't have from them yet. Wow. But the last thing I remember them releasing is Psycho Circus. Yeah, that... Um, I. Th- God, was there a studio album after that? <laughs> Dude, I don't yes, know. It was. There was there was there was Psycho Circus, Sonic Boom, and then Monster. Oh yes, Sonic Boom. I do kinda of remember that. Yeah, but Monster I don't have any recollection of. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, that, that one kinda of snuck under the radar. But apparently 
it peaked number three on the Billboard charts. Wow. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. They they have some dedicated fans. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um. Next up, Lacuna Coil, Dark Adrenaline. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. 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 Ooh, Lamb of God, Resolution. Oh, yeah. With Ghost yeah. Walking. Yes. Yes, that's a... That, this this kind of continue their string of really great records in the in the, the 2010s. Great enough that this one peaked at number three on the Billboard charts. I think I remember, I remember that, yeah. Uh, next up, Linkin Park, Living Things. Ooh, what? What is that? Uh, uh, you know what? After after they released um, Minutes to Midnight, I think I just stopped paying attention to Linkin Park. Yeah, I, I would have to say something very similar to that. Like, I'm looking at my albums here right now. Um, I have Minutes to Midnight and then A Thousand Suns. And I, yeah. I, don't, even, I don't know what that, that album is. Yeah, no idea. Wow. Cool. But you should know what this album is, Meshuggah Coloss. Yes, yes. Very, very, very good. I love that record. Um, Muse, The Second Law. I'm pretty sure this is the first album they did after The Uprising, which had um, up, Uprising on it. Yeah, that... I. The thing that got like the I only really liked the one Muse album. Like I, I think I have one or two more, but like that one run, that one is the one that got me into them and the one that like really stuck with me. So I really don't know anything beyond that. Yeah. Um. Next one up is My Darkest Days, Second Twisted Affair. I, I, there's so many bands with similar, very similar like um, names, like My Darkest days darkest hour and like whatever dark throne like they're all completely different bands but i get them so confused that like half the time i don't even know what the fuck I, i've seen or listened to before don't talk ill about darkest hour we have their coffee <laughs> i'm not talking ill i'm not talking ill i just get very confused especially for something from 10 years ago whether i've listened to it or not just smile and nod <laughs> Act casual. <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Um, next up, Napalm Death, Utilitarian. I don't like you. You know, I don't. I don't know enough about them. I don't know. Like, I enjoy them when I see them live. But I, I don't think I've actually listened to. I listened to whatever they released recently, but not before that. Yeah, I, I, this is an album I haven't heard yet myself. Um, I have a lot of their, I have a lot of their earlier stuff, and then I have like their last two or three. Yeah. Papa Roach, the connection. No idea what this one yeah, is. Yeah, for sure, no way. Don't care. Uh, Periphery, Periphery Two. Oh, see, I got into them. Um, on the clear EP. Uh, so I had I I did I don't know anything be, before that really. I know everything beyond that though. Periphery three and periphery four. Well, that is the thing for you to follow up with. For sure, for sure. And I think I just 
I just said something very wrong. I don't think it's periphery four. I think they did after clear they did alpha oh no what the fuck was it they did a double album released two different album two two albums as uh separately as a double album uh and then i think they did periphery three if i remember correctly my gosh where is this shit i'm actually like looking at my fucking um shit right now uh keep on going though uh next up pig destroyer book burner book burner nope i got nothing on that um pod murdered love i don't know anything about that and by the way i was correct actually so they periphery did the clear ep then the album juggernaut alpha and juggernaut omega then Periphery 3 and then Periphery 4. And Periphery 4 is the one, Hail Satan. This is the one that I really, really, really love. Yes. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, Rush, Clockwork Angels. Well, I think that was their, was that their last one? That was their that last was, one. That was their last one. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it was modern day Rush, you know, because they, they, they went back to like a more of a, a thicker uh, sound. For a while there, mm-hmm. um, a little bit cleaner production. I, re- I remember hearing about some issues with their, um, like Vapor Trails record, like had to be re, like it was redone after the fact because of the production wasn't the greatest, or at least the mix wasn't great or something like that. But yeah, wow, it's been ten years since the last Rush record came out. That's crazy. Serge Tankin, uh, Harakiri. Wow, I I don't. Like I, I think I think part of the reason that this one kind of went under the radar is that I don't think it's available on CD. I think it was only digitally released. Oh, very interesting. Very interesting. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Here's one that no one cares about: Shine Down, Amaryllis. Boo! Your your silence means everything. Boo! <laughs> Slash featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, Apocalyptic Love. Is that like like what album is that for them? Because it feels like they're very prolific. I have no idea. Okay, well, I don't know much about Miles Kennedy and Slash and Miles Kennedy featuring the, the the fucking Conspirators, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I'm not very familiar with them. All I know is that Miles Kennedy is pretty himself is pretty prolific <laughs> between yeah. that and Alter Bridge. Yeah, Alter Bridge should be working on a new album now. Well, now that I think uh, Mark Tremonti just recently did his his uh, charity gig singing Frank Sinatra songs, they probably should be back in the studio by now. Yep. Smashing Pumpkins, uh, Ocean uh, Oceana or mm, uh, Oceania. Oh. Okay, I remember hearing about this one, but I don't know anything. Like, honestly, like, I don't know really much of anything of Smashing Pumpkins, like, post-Melancholy and Infinite Sadness. Like, yeah, that's, that's, um, I forgot the, I forgot, I even forgot the name of the album that came out after that that I have. Yeah. Um, I... Anyway, moving along. Uh, speaking of last albums, uh, Soundgarden, King Animal. Oh, 
Whoa, that was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. And this one might be the, the roughest one so far. Um, because I actually remember buying this when I was working at Target. House of Golden Bones, Stone Sour, part one. Wow. 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 That, you know what's really funny about that 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 double album is that it's very much like flew under the radar for like for me personally. Like the first two Stone Sour records, uh Audio Secrecy or whatever whatever it's called, and then uh the one after Go House and Golden Bones, part one and two, I remember the most. But House of Golden Bones just really didn't stick with me for some reason. House of Golden Bones were the last the last two albums. They have one after that. Did they? No. You sure about this? Self-titled, um, Come Whatever May, Audio Secrecy, oh, Hydrograd, maybe. Hydrograd, yes. Because I was going to say, I, was like, I know they had one after House of Golden Bone. Hydrograd. Um, this is another one that I bought from Tower when it came out. Tenacious D, Rise of the Phoenix. <laughs> you were still working at Tower in 2012? Yes, it was. Holy shit. Dude, I, I moved back home at the end of 2011. So I was working at Target. Oh, Target, Target, Target. Oh, I think you said Tower. I was like, dude, no. what? Yeah, Target. Target. Oh, I think by God. that time, Tower was actually gone. Oh, so. okay. That, make, that makes more sense now. Okay. Yeah. Jesus right. Christ. Next, wow. ne next one up is a good one. Testament, Dark Roots of Earth. Ooh. Yes, that was so good. That was ten years ago. Oh, Jesus! You're just gonna have sound clips of me saying that was ten years ago, like all throughout this segment. Well, it was it was that. Um, it was Dark Roots of Earth, and then um, what was the one with the snake? Brotherhood of the Snake, and then um, Titans of Creation. The newest one that came out this year? Uh, it wasn't this year. It was. Was it this year? Fuck. <laughs> that's that's what I'm saying. It, it's funny because like 2020 and 2021 are such black holes of time that like it's just it's fucking mind numbing. Yeah, seriously. And 2022 is just fucking blowing by. So. Yeah. Seriously. Uh, the offspring days go by. <laughs> Seriously, after Smash, what? Well, after after Americana, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that and a couple well, they had a couple of, like big hits, but yeah. like 2012 Offspring. Yeah, you could pff, actually. I'm, you know, um, there's an album that you should check out from from Offspring. Um, I can't remember the name of it. It's it's four words. Um, um, shit, I can't can't think of it. It's just four random words, and I can't remember the name of it. But if you if you look it up on um, on Spotify, you'd see it. But it's a really good record. Um, the sword apocryphon. I don't listen to enough sword. Like every time I listen to the sword, I'm like, yes, this is great. I should listen to more, and I just never do. 
Speaking of bands that nobody should listen to, the used, vulnerable. <laughs> they were they they had a, a album in 2012. Like, yeah. I I remember them in my college days, like in maybe 2004. <laughs> yeah, so so well past anybody giving a fuck, but apparently it peaked at number eight. Oh shit. Speaking of bands that people shouldn't give a fuck about, Three Days Grace, Transit of Venus. Don't particularly care. Well, um, since we were just talking about them, Tremonti, all I was. Okay. Was that was that his first one as just himself? I have no idea. Interesting. Um, here's a mixed bag right here. Van Halen, a different kind of truth. Oh, I remember that. I remember that. Have not heard it still. I, I remember enjoying a few tracks on it. It was it was their reunion album with uh, David Lee Roth. They did the tour and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I remember kind of enjoying it. Um, but the thing is, I think we've had this conversation before where Van Halen just never really like was like a hundred percent did it for me, you know? Yeah. Especially when it comes to David Lee Roth. Yeah, especially when it comes to David Lee Roth. Um, next up, while she sleeps, this is the six. I mean, the band sounds familiar. I don't know. I like. I can't speak to it though. I have one of their albums. I just don't don't pay attention to it. So. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Self-titled from Whitechapel. Don't listen to enough Whitechapel. This is basically giving you a list of things you don't listen to enough. Yeah, you might have to forward to me this one. This is too long for me to fucking type out on previously on in my notes here. Yeah. <laughs> too much. Too fucking much. Here's an excellent one. Woods of Ypres. Woods 5. Grace Guys and Electric Light. Who is this? Woods of Ypres. Woods of Ypres? Yes. And Ypres is uh, Y-P-R-E-S. I, I, I got nothing, dude. Yep. Um, and last one is the Young Guns, Bones. I have no idea who the Young Guns are. Nor do I. Nor do yeah. I. So but this isn't as interesting as I was expecting it to be. But there were some things that, like, you know, wow, they're, that's 10 years ago. Like, Dark Roots of the Earth by, by Testament and stuff like that. Like, that really struck, struck a chord, you know. Um, because it's also, like, that is, that is the time frame of when I moved down here. Like, like shortly after I moved down here. So it's uh, that's pretty wild to think about. Yeah. I, I like I said, I was working Target at the time, um, kind of kind of revamping life at the time. Wow. Um, so I missed a lot, and yeah, now I'm just catching up to things. <laughs> ten, ten years later. <laughs> ten, years, ten years later. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, just, I'm still I'm still trying to keep up with with what the what the kids are listening to nowadays, man. <laughs> Damn kids. Damn kids. Oh, so yeah. It's like you know, you ask somebody uh, like I'm I'm on uh, I'm in my my like the Shred Shack server now, and I ask somebody what they listen to, and they name all these bands. I'm like, who the fuck are these bands? Yeah, sometimes I feel like they go out of their way to like to pick the most random shit. Yeah, I'm like, you're making some of these up. 
Like we know you also listen to some normal shit. Can you just listen to list list something that's like at least relatively mainstream so we get an idea? Come on. But we love you guys. They're all listening to some Taylor Swift. You know it. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Taylor, yeah you, I'm you alternating know. between Taylor Swift and uh and some fucking uh you know Lizzo albums or something. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, um, so that's it for our discussion. Like I said, it wasn't as as riveting as I was hoping for, but it just shows us it just just shows me how much I've missed in the last ten years. So, well, it's also good that we finally finished it, so we can move on to another topic or conversation. That is true. So, and we'll have to figure out what that is. So, yeah. well, I mean, we we've only done two albums on blast. We can go back and revisit that if you want. We actually can do Rainbow Rising the way that I described, the way that I had planned for when it was supposed to happen or whatever. Yeah, we could have done that. You know, you know the the way it was originally planned, but the yeah. um, wait, it wasn't planned. I came up with something else. You fucked up. Yes, I did. Yes, I but, did. Um, we we could do that, or we might find something else in the meantime. I need to do some research. Well, so. I think we just should just get through this summer and get back on like our our biweekly thing before we do do anything drastic. Yeah, let's 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 just uh, let's just get things. Make sure that we keep things going. Yeah, because I think I think for July I'm only I'm only going to be do, able to do one podcast in July as well, and then we can pick up our biweekly thing in August. Okay. All right. Well, we'll figure that out. But in the meantime, we must make our curtain call because I need food to get, you know, to take my meds and probably sleep. But I should probably edit this podcast. And I should take a shower and go to bed. All right. So until next time, I'm Dan Mack. And I'm Chris Mack. And we are the Spider Man.